Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reading books book. turn me to a superhero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peace to the family. family out there. Y'all already know what it is. We got Crip Jesus in the building. I just want to thank Inky for having get me, man. You know what I mean? Can you hear me? Your support. Peace of the divine family. Your support is greatly needed. Your support is greatly needed. Greatly appreciated. And we utilize 100% of the support in the continuing effort to not only bring you cutting edge research, but to support the technical aspect, the media aspect, as well as the living examples of the research. It is one thing to show you this information in books. It is a completely different thing to show you live proof that this information is changing lives. Even if you have not incorporated this information into your lifestyle, just by supporting, you are changing the lives of many others. We greatly appreciate your support. We, we greatly appreciate your patience. And we can't wait to see you as a living embodiment of this information. Thank you. It ain't no fun when a rabbit got the gun, you heard? Let's get it. Am I clear to get it cracking? You are clear to get it cracking, popping, started. Do anything. Let me keep it professional, y'all. I am Crip Jesus, not because I'm gangbanger or nothing. I am the author of the Blue Bible. And as crazy as it may sound, the name has a triple meaning. Yes, I did start off in the streets of South Central. I did not get this knowledge from any colleges or any uh, esoteric groups that make you do root chakra uh, uh, rituals or anything of that nature. This information literally came to me from the world, the streets, from unpolished sources from untampered and undiluted sources it came straight from god to me through the struggle same way it came through the struggle to moses the same way it came through the struggle to jesus Everybody, all of these men were considered criminals at their time and what they really were they were part of the families and bloodlines that were dead people waiting to be awakened similar to a crypt not a grave, a crypt, which is like a big room with shrines and all that where you put the tomb in and you dress it up and wait for it to resurrect. That's what our people are. 
We are mentally dead people waiting for a resurrection. So the crypt represents my background in the streets of LA and my mental death that all of my people are experiencing. Bloods, Crips, GDs, Vice Lords, Mexicans, Haitians, everybody. And the Jesus represents the resurrection. It's not going to come from some guy in the sky. It's going to come from within us. Like it says in Luke 7, 21. Don't look here or there for look within. The kingdom of God is within. Now with that, I don't talk about a bunch of gang stuff. I talk about tribe stuff. I talk about what's going on right here. A lot of us have got sucked into these organizations because we don't know who we are, where we are, or where we come from. And little old me, through my time in prison and through my time in these streets and through the Morris Science Temple, through walking through circles like the Nations of the Gods and Earths, through walking through circles like different yogic comedic circles, or even building with people like Dr. Inky laying the science down on me, I've come to some serious conclusions that you're going to want to check out in the Blue Bible. So go to cribjesus.com. You see the first two icons there. We have a, a the blue one is the one you tap, you get the physical. The white and black one you tap, it, you get the ebook version for $13. Physical for $33. But I got a special going right now. If you contact me directly, because I'm going to have the links out there now, you can order the book. But if you contact me directly, go to cribjesus.com, contact me directly. And I'm doing for the Black Friday thing, two for one. That's right. $33 get you both of them. You know what I mean? You get one for your auntie, your uncle, your sister, whoever. You feel what I'm saying? Pretty soon we're going to have it on Amazon. But right now, we have to keep this first version off Amazon because it's the uncut, raw, uncut truth. It's got stuff in there. You about to see. Let's go. Thanksgiving Day. I don't think y'all really know. I know a lot of people here. This is the Dr. Inky, this is Dr. Inky Cruz. So I know we're not dealing with no idiots. I know a lot of y'all know I'm pretty sure Dr. Inky knows because I've been with him for years that Thanksgiving Day, you know, the little celebration where they sit down and eat the turkey is not it's not as, you know, uh, happy as they would like for you to think. It's not as positive as they would want to portray. I think we all know that. I think we all know there's a uh, there's a massacre that comes after and there's a, even some more massacres. that come. We all know about, you know, the deception of the Indians. But there's another story we don't know. And that's why you see that South Carolina flag up there from 1861. And I want everybody that's coming in here to know. I'm not here to talk a bunch of more science you to death that you're thinking. And I'm not here to black power you to death that you're thinking. I'm here to give you the raw, uncut truth. Lately, there's been a big argument between the brothers who like to identify as Aboriginal or Indian and they like to say that they're from here and they have no connection to nowhere else in the earth. And they're just from here. Don't call them African. Then you have the brothers that say, I'm African, African, African. My, you know, forget all that history stuff. Our people just got on the boat and got dropped off here. And that's how it went. And I mean, I'm not going to say they make it that simple, you know, but it's both sides seem to miss each other. And what I see when I look back in time is when I look at people like Malcolm X, or Marcus Garvey, or Noble Drew Ali, or Elijah Muhammad, these people who had thousands, if not millions of followers before social media, <laughs> before cell phones and all that, people that really had men following them, melanated men like us following them around the earth, leading them to a paradise. These men were connecting people of Africa, Europe, and the Americas, and even parts of Asia. They weren't separating them. They weren't spending hours debating amongst them on their own to separate us. No. They were putting in all that work and they put their life on the line to connect us. We should be one with our brothers and sisters in Haiti. We should be one with our brothers and sisters in Ghana, in uh, Burkina Faso. And all. You see all that stuff that's going on around the world? And it's not just about revolution and struggling all the time. I'm here not to talk about the struggle. I kept the crip in my name because I represent strength. I represent resistance. I represent that masculinity that you're going to strip out of our community. So I'm not here to give you a bunch of sad stories about how we got beat up and ran through. I'm here to let you know that Thanksgiving is way more stranger than you would believe for a reason that will make a lot of sense when I'm done explaining to you. They never want you to know that you're supreme that you're original, that you're great. 
They'll even settle for apologizing to you and say, oh, we're sorry we did that to you for you to not know the truth about yourself. There's stories where they'll make you play the victim. It's all about writing into your head the inferiority complex. Like it says in page 50 of the Blue Bible. After writing 6,000 years of our story, the people of Adam, Adamites, created our past. They wrote slavery into our minds. From here, it traveled into our DNA and into our seeds. Now, Inky's more a scientist. He's more into the, you know, dealing with the physical science. Would you agree with that, Inky? That enough reading of slave stories, enough watching of slave movies, enough of this narrative repeated over and over in the household and even acted out to a degree can actually put that into your DNA structure? Absolutely. So what we're working on, what me and Inky are working on while we spend so much time writing and talking is because we're trying to reverse the eugenics on a mental level because everything starts mental first. But Inky is actually, he's ahead of a lot of the community where he's actually going to the physical living it out level now. Now with all that being said, let's get it cracking. Thanksgiving Day Massacre brought to you by Dr. Inky and Kip Jesus. So I want to start with that South Carolina flag, 1861. Notice the year there, y'all. So I know I'm not the smartest person, but I did go to school and get, you know, the basic social studies. I never heard of South Carolina having any ties to something that would be a crescent moon and five point star, especially on the red flag in 1861. As far as I thought, I thought South Carolina was full of people saying, hey, boy, get over here now in 1861. But like I said, fact and truth is way more stranger than fiction. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Oh, my bad. I'm, 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 the, one, I'm the one presenting. <laughs> <laughs> now, peace to the people. The word uh, netter, when you go back to the Nile River and to our ancestors that's over there in that side of the world, just the ancient people. It's about you know identifying one group. This word netter was used amongst them to represent God. Now, I'm not saying it's what they called God, the same way some people may say Jehovah or Jah or Allah or Buddha. But we use this as a subjective term to describe the most high in any form, we use the word God. That's the way that netter was used. So you had Ra Netter, you had uh, so Beck Netter, you had them Netter, you had different Netters. You even had people with names like Nefertiti where they'll change it and they don't want you to know that she was worshipped as a goddess. So they'll say it means this or that, but it also means the god Titi. So this word, as it, you know, derived through the years and made its way into the English language, became nature. So when you want to get to the root of something, especially when something's presented to you as divine or godly, you want to deal with the nature of it. You want to take it to nature. So what we know of Thanksgiving is that it's always around this certain time of the year. We know that time to be fall. And we know Thanksgiving to be the ushering in of the end of fall as we enter into what's going to come into winter. Now, with all that being said, in nature, because those are still names and times that are based on clocks and things that have been designed to, to train us. In regular nature, this would be the time of the year, and the year is our circle around the sun. So this would be the time in our planet's movement around the sun when we would collect our last harvest. We would collect everything we need from nature to harvest up because it's about to get real cold. <clears throat> We're going to have to huddle up. And we would give thanks for all that we got. This was a tradition amongst the original people all around the planet. In uh, the, uh, well, I want to say the Hebrew, Jewish culture, whatever, it's called Sukkot, evening of Wednesday, October 16. But the point is, there's it, also known as Feast of the Tabernacles. So this thing goes back. Now, how did we get to today's Thanksgiving. Today's Thanksgiving is based on the story 
of a man named Squanto. This is what we call an Indian. And this is the typical American half-truth. Censored from the story is his enslavement in 1614 and the true first Thanksgivings. Put me on the screen, man. Let me give him this. I got I to I give him the warm-up story before the actual story. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean, This is why the Blue Bible is so important. I'm not rewriting history. I'm renewing it. I'm letting you know what they left out. So before the 1620-1621 celebration, they kidnapped Squanto in 1614. Mm -hmm. Kidnapped him and a bunch of other brothers and sisters. The same way they were coming over kidnapping since the 1500s. And when they kidnapped Squanto, he couldn't want nothing more but to come back to the Americas. They took him to Spain. Just like they took the other brother, Francisco de Chacora. That's where our tribe starts at. But I ain't got there yet, though. They took Squanto to Spain. In Spain, he was bought by some friar monks that taught him everything, baptized him, gave him a new name. He learned to speak different languages. And he was sent to London to become a translator. And from there, he was able to finesse his way back onto a boat and make his way back to home where he found a hell on earth. The whole colony was empty. All the original people there had died from smallpox and diseases that these disgusting pilgrims had brought amongst them and Puritans. What a name, Puritan, right? <laughs> the most unpure. So they bring these diseases amongst these people to the point that the whole colony is empty. Or maybe that's just their story. Maybe they ate the people because there were none of them left at all by the time Squanto got back. But guess who was there? A bunch of pilgrims. So Squanto took these pilgrims and he taught them everything. He taught them how to build. He taught them how to hunt. He taught them how to trade. He taught them how to speak. He taught them how to live. They loved Squanto. They worshiped him. Squanto spoke English just like them. Squanto was a Christian just like them. Squanto loved the European arts and other things of that nature, just like them. Slowly but surely, he had became one of them. To the point that even when they had conflict with other tribes, he would negotiate, he would join, and they would join with him. And couldn't nobody touch their Squanto? And as far as Squanto was concerned, couldn't nobody touch his good old pilgrims? Yeah. Yeah. And they had a good feast in the year, I want to say, 1621. No, that's not me. I know. That's that good feast. <laughs> we ain't got there yet, though. That's why I'm going to need you to come in. I ain't got to that part yet. Going to put me back up there. I'm gonna give him the whole story. Put the uh, the joint up there, back up there. So, colonists in New England and Canada regularly observe Thanksgivings, days of prayer for such blessings as safe journeys, military victories, or abundant harvests. Americans model their holiday on a 1621 harvest feast shared between the Wampanoag people and the English colonists known as pilgrims. And this is what happens the next year, right after 1623. Now, why in 1623 are they tripping? Because there's missing years from this story. What these people have done to you with your school classes and their watered down history is they censor out information. They give you a half of our piece or a snippet or a snapshot. So let me read to you from the Blue Bible. Get your copy. Like I said, we're doing buy one, get one for the weekend, Black Friday. Tap in, go to cribjesus.com or just hit me directly. I'm on uh, Twitter, Crib Jesus Blue God. I'm on, I was on Instagram. I'm gonna get back on my other page. Almighty King Elder God or the Black Illuminati. Because they got my Crib Jesus page. They got me down right now. But with all that being said, let's get into this. His story says the Gullah Geechee are descendants of African slaves. My story says my great-grandfather was a child of the God. 
We named the lands Iberia after our greatest grandfather, Iber. In the Bible, his name is spelled Eber. From his name came the term Arab. In the Quran, he is referred to as Prophet Hud. The area we landed our ships is today called Portugal. There we spread to Ireland and Scotland, where our culture is called Gaul, Gaelic, Gaelic, etc. Queen Elizabeth was not Gaelic. She was German. Her true name is Saxe, Coburg, and Gotha. So this is the root of the European culture. This is 2,000 years before Jesus. This is way before the Moorish invasion. I'm giving you all the full history here. The Rivers family is the La Rivieres of Normandy. This is me. We are Norman. In the far north, our pirates were called Vikings. After the Norman conquest of 1066, our names entered Britain in the English culture. The word Geechee is short for Ogeechee River in Georgia. That is where we settled in North America. We joined a Mississippian civilization that built cities called chieftains and pyramids called mounds in North America. Y'all got it? So this is how we went from, this is the connection between Africa, Europe, and the North Americas at the Ogeechee River long before all this modern history. Now, how did we get to now? The 1623, where this man standing here with the leader of the Wapanag, who he just ate with, he got his head on his stick right here. What's going on? The Christians first learned of our civilizations, page 85, get your copy of the Blue Bible. The Christians first learned of our civilization after kidnapping Francisco de Chacora in 1521. His last name was a translation of the true name Shakur. Other variations of his family name are Shakur and Al Shakur. Okay? And it's a city named Shakura, Cherokee, in South Carolina still today. The first English settlement in North America was not Jamestown. The English first attempted to settle in North Carolina, 1587. Their leader, John White, left for supplies and returned to an empty colony. All he found were skeletons. In 1622, so this is after Squanto and all that, in 1622, we organized the Jamestown Massacre. We murdered about 400 and would have been more if a snitch didn't warn them. So we, or, we organized a massacre against them. Who's the we? Who is the we? Y'all don't want to believe what I'm trying to tell y'all that me and my people, which includes you and your people and plenty of people like Inky, because a lot of y'all don't know he has ties to the islands. We were all around these islands and all around these lands long before these Europeans got here and even when these Europeans got here and we were organizing military actions against them. So a lot of these things that they celebrate and wave in your face and they talk about they were warring with the Indians, a lot of them were conflicts of them with us and our ancestors back and forth. Sometimes on behalf of the Indians or sometimes the Indians on behalf of us who are this one and the same people because we're all having sex. And if you talk about it legally, a native is anyone born here. So therefore, the natives are anyone that was here before the Europeans. Now, you see these two headless skeletons believed to be the remains of the Indians killed by Mal Standish in 1623. Why 1623? Because this is his reaction to the 1622 massacre. That's why you get your blue Bible to fill in the gaps. The skeletons were found when Edward Blanchard was digging the foundation of his house at 236 C Street, he had the remains enter in the embankment behind his lot in the North Rymouth Cemetery. Okay. Now, we see here the Pitcott Indian War. This is what a lot of the natives will tell you was happened. Now, after that celebration, that they had the Thanksgiving celebration after putting the heads on the sticks for that, it kept going. Now, this was an armed conflict that took place in 1636 and ended in 1638 in New England between the Picot tribe and the alliance of the colonists from the Massachusetts Bay, Plymouth, and Saybrook colonies and their allies from the Narragansett and the Mohegan tribes. The war concluded with the decisive defeat of the Picot. At the end, about 700 Picots had been killed or taken into captivity. Hundreds of prisoners were sold into slavery to colonists in Bermuda or the West Indies. Other survivors were dispersed as captives to the victorious tribes. This is the Bible that they brought, and it says translated into Indian language. This is the Bible they were spreading amongst them throughout the 1630s. In the 1663 and all that, yeah. 
Now you have the Pequot Massacre, the Battle of Mystic Fort. This is in 1637, during the Pequot War, when a force of the Connecticut colony under Captain John Mason and their Narragansett and Mohegan allies set fire to the Pequot Fort under the Mystic River. They shot anyone who tried to escape the wooden palisade fortress and killed most of the village. There were between 400 and 700 Pequots killed during the attack. The only Pequot survivors were warriors who were away in a raiding party with their sachem, Sessicus. So this is what they did after they taught them to eat and helped them and clothe them and brought them to peace. And they want you to think that they just failed and accepted that. But that's not the truth. Before this Thanksgiving proclamation in 1789, there was more wars that were hosted by our people known as the Yamasi. Put me back on the screen real quick, man. Let me let them get a bar of this blue Bible breakdown. These are the missing years. This is the stuff they don't want to tell you. So in 1715, we, notice I only use we at certain times. We organized a massacre in South Carolina that turned into an all-out jihad called the Yamasee War. It lasted until our largest nations, the Cherokee and the Creek, fell into a civil war following a meeting that turned into the Tougaloo Massacre. The Tougaloo Massacre is where those of us that are identified as Cherokee uh, got into it with those of us that ended up splitting off and becoming the Creek after. This was all just the Cherokee. Now, all these groups I'm naming are like, they're not just tribes, they're confederations. They're a bunch of tribes in one. So they actually murdered 11 of the Creek representatives. And that's when the division came between them two. That's the Tougaloo Massacre. This is all going on while we're dealing with these pilgrims. The families captured during all of these Indian wars became part of the Indian slave trade. They were shipped out of North America to Europe and Africa. They were also mixed with other slaves imported from Africa and Europe. So how can we divide ourselves when we've been being mixed from the beginning freely as we traveled around coast to coast, royal, and even during the conflicts and the captures and enslavements, we were, we were, we were mixed in with other people. How can we divide ourselves from this? Page 86, the pilgrims captives did not accept slavery. They freed themselves in a series of battles called the Gullah Wars. They began in 1739, when 20 rebels broke into a gun shop, stole weapons, and murdered the shopkeepers. They got the blue magic on her. They got the blue magic on her. They got the blue magic on her. Now we just got to the Yamasi. Now ain't no coincidence that the, that the power start tripping in. Is this the part they don't want you to know about? This is the smoking gun. So they were part of a society of dangerous families called Gulagichi. Their territory went from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida. They were best known for murdering plantation owners and smuggling captives down to Florida where they could join new nations like the Seminoles, which is known as the Semaloons, the Maroons, they were Moors, or migrate west to Louisiana, New France. And as is explained in this book, Louisiana, New France means Louisiana going down from Canada all the way down to Haiti. Before the Louisiana Purchase, the territory stretched from Canada down to Haiti. After the French Revolution, all of the Creole people were free. Napoleon Bonaparte attempted to enforce racial laws and put us into slavery, but we resisted. The Creole people murdered all of Napoleon's soldiers. In these times, we were free. We were not black slaves. There was no need for civil rights. Our rights were based on our nationalities and our religions, like all other nations. Amen. Bible. So who are the we that I keep talking about? I said the Yamasee. I said the Yamasee War. So let's give it to you. Let's fast forward back. All right, I got my have to rewind. Bam. 
right here is house resolution now, i know i thought i was gonna bring y'all some pictures or some google no 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 i want to bring y'all the real today y'all gotta love me for this i went and dug up the real this is house resolution 1514 and this is not no old ancient law this is real this is people that you could talk to right now it comes from march 5th 2019 let me say that again house resolution 1514 116th Congress, first session, House Resolution. I mean, my bad. In the House of Representatives, March 5th, 2019. And if you go to page two, right there on line three, it says, Historically, the Muskegee Creek Nation were comprised of a confederacy of separate towns, tribes, and peoples. Each town was a complete governmental unit in and of itself. Among those peoples were the Yamasi or Jamasi, who were reported to have immigrated from Africa prior to the European discovery of America. So for all of those that are saying, well, the Vikings came before that, it says prior to the European, prior to any Europeans, they've been coming back and forth. This goes back to Mansa Musa and all of that. Prior, this goes back before even that, though. Prior to the European discovery, there was an African presence. We don't got to argue and say, well, I'm dark, there was dark-skinned people here already, so I'm one or the other. No, stop boxing yourself. The meaning of knowledge is to know the ledge. And a lot of us don't know the ledge. A lot of us limit ourselves on ledges that we don't have to. Know the ledge. Have true knowledge of self. And know that the original people of the Americas and the original people of what they call Europe and the Africas have been going back and forth across the Atlantic with each other, not only for a long time, for the entire time, even during so-called slavery time. Because 1715 is before the United States even started. We were over here controlling it, going back and forth from Africa, enraging wars against them. Okay? And that's part of a, a lawsuit that has to do with the creek. These are the, the, the black creeks they call themselves. Suing them, saying, hey, man, some of us are descendants of the Jamasi, the Yamasi. So did y'all know that there was an actual, when you say Moorish, remember Morocco and all that's in Africa and Spain and all that. So even all these, the, the Egypt, Egypt is in Africa. So there's an African presence, but there's a free African presence that was going back and forth. Let's get to that. Okay. Let's get to that. Is this what Thanksgiving is all about? I think so, because this Thanksgiving proclamation of 1789 is not the first Thanksgiving proclamation. It's not the last neither. It's part of a series. Now, there was many Thanksgivings, but this is part of a series of Thanksgiving national proclamations. The reason why a lot of us here don't think that there's one before this that ties in with it is because a lot of us have been blinded specifically by these masons who keep the secret of the true origins of the people here and what's going on here that i reveal in the blue bible now one thing i reveal in the blue bible is how these secret societies work when you're dealing with east europe and the germans that's when the illuminati and all that comes to play when you're dealing with west europe that's when the freemasonry comes to play that's where a lot of our ancestors come to play because our ancestors ran West Europe in the east coast of over here, eastern seaboard, going from Jacksonville, North Carolina, down to Jacksonville, Florida. That's below New England. Now, with all that said, the, the secret society, the brotherhood for the ones we don't like over here, the ones that's running the show that got it going all bad, the ones that's putting all the crap going on, or the KKK. My own mama has revealed this to me when I was a kid. When the most important leaders want to get down and dirty, that's where they go. That's where they hide their face at. That's why the K is the 11th alphabet. It's a K, K, K. 11, 11, 11. Together it makes 33. The 33rd degree of Freemasonry. Welcome to the Black Illuminati. Tap in, get your copy of the Blue Bible. Okay. So this Thanksgiving proclamation 1789 goes back to a proclamation right before it. Well, not right before it, but 
one that was before it on the other side of the water and it all goes to the spanish inquisition when the spanish inquisition started it was mostly carried out in this in the spanish uh empires over here okay the spanish empires over here carried out the spanish inquisition but it started over there with them getting on the moors it started in 1478 it went to 1478 and went all the way to 1834 around the time of the trail of the tears this is not a coincidence october 3rd 1789 is had nothing to do with november it has to do with the last harvest the final harvest and it has to do with george washington and them celebrating smashing some original people and celebrating the final harvest with their allies and this led eventually to the trail of tears and what eventually led to the civil war and the proclamation by lincoln on october 3rd 1863 to change it to november on the last thursday of november every year why is it that every year at the end of november we will sit on thor's day their god thor and chop a bunch of turkeys' heads. Why are they called turkeys and why are we chopping their heads? Well, you notice what I'm wearing today. Some call it a turtleneck. Let's call it a turkey neck. Doesn't this kind of look like the turkey head? What I'm wearing here? This is all on purpose. This is all part of the science uh, called in the nation is now general monk month. But we're gonna get there though. Let's take our time. So this is the first proclamation. Put it up there. In 1491, Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand rejoiced on their victory, defeating the Moors who occupied Spain for over 700 years. On November 25, 1941, the Pope of Rome proclaimed that that day, Thanksgiving for the European Christians, the celebration was crucial because the Moors, misnomers blacks, surrendered their last stronghold, the city of Granada. They were ran down into, uh, they originated in Africa, Spain, and Arabia. They have been pushed down into what's called the Maghreb, which was all you know, top of Africa and Egypt and the Levant, which is basically like the Crescent, the Middle East, all that. This is really around all around the Mediterranean Sea, like the Carthaginians. These are the kind of these are the Carthaginians, the Phoenicians, the Berbers. So they went back home, basically. These are the warriors. Don't forget, these are the frontline dudes. They wore fez hats. They wore hats like this with the tassels, and they dressed up. And they to them. When they would they called them Turks from Turkey. And they would kidnap these ones, not just any old body. These were the warriors. So if you lose the war or you're kidnapped on the boat, they would go sell you or drop you off somewhere. They're not named after the bird. The bird is named after them. Man, I'm not lying to y'all. Hold on. Within the Turkey lies the tangled history of the world. Okay, Turkey, the bird, is native to North America, but Turkey, the word, is a geographic mess, a tribute to the vagaries of colonial trade and conquest. As you might have suspected, the English term for the avian creature likely comes from Turkey, the country, or more precisely, from Turkish merchants in the 15th and 16th centuries. Okay. Coincidence? I think not. Now, here goes, I don't want to just shoot around and use picture and name association. Here goes a real group. You can Google this, you can look them up. They're called the Melungeons, the M-E-L-U-N-G-E-O-N-S. Now, I used to think that maybe my grandfather, my great-grandfather, the one that's uh, Gullah, was a Melungeon, but I found out later that we go back to France. But the point is, the Melungeons uh, trace their bloodline back to a group of Turks that were dropped off here in the Carolinas, hundreds and hundreds of them over and over again, not just once, by a slave, by a slaver and a warrior, an English slaver and warrior named Sir Francis Drake. His name was Sir Francis. They added the Drake on there because they were literally calling him like Drake, like Dracula, the devil. Now, evidence is also strong that in 1586, 
Sir Francis Drake deposited several hundred Turkish and Moorish sailors liberated from the Spanish in present-day Central America on the coast of North Carolina at Roanoke Island. See how dark they are? So these people that they were fighting against in Spain, in North Africa, in the Levant, who were taxing them and they were warring with, who were taking things from them, who were kidnapping them and they were kidnapping back. These were their enemies, our ancestors. And they called them turkeys. Why? Because when you dressed up and you went to war, you had the scimitar sword and all that. That's what made you a Turk. You might be from any of that area. The thing is, they want you to think you're only from down below, swinging on the tree somewhere. You can't never be from any other area or any other place or any other part. But here's what's funny about that. I want to show y'all a modern day Turk. I'm not showing y'all some ancient stuff. This is 1914. His name is Ahmed Ali. Ahmed Ali Kalikton. He was born 1883 in Izmir. His mother, Zinkia Imini Hanin, was of Nigerian descent. Uh, hold on, I gotta see it. His mother was of Nigerian descent. His father's name was Ali Bey. He was Turkish. The family was from Egypt. They grew up in Cairo, Egypt, and he flew to Crete because Egypt was occupied by the French in the years 1798 to 1801. They moved from Crete to Izmir. He aimed to become a sailor, but he entered the Naval Technical School in 1904. In 1908, he graduated from this school as a first lieutenant. Then he went to aviation courses in the Naval Flight School formed on June 25, 1914 at Yesiko. He was then a member of the Ottoman Air Force. Look at him, y'all. Look like one of our uncles. I ain't lying. Make him big again, just so people can really soak that in. Pause. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Blow them up so that people can see. You know what I mean? So they can grasp. Yeah. Balls. Now, page 109, the Blue Bible identifies Turkey as Anatolia. Get your copy, man. So while y'all thinking Turkey is these people from China or the, or the Soljuk, you ever notice when they talk about the Turks, they put a name on the front, they say the Soljuk Turks or the Ottoman Turks because they're not the original Turks. But they say make them big again. Okay, bam. That's nothing. If you're amazed by that, I'm going to show y'all a brother named uh, Musa Bey. Do I got him in here? It's a brother named Musa Bey. Let me show him to y'all. Oh, y'all lucky, man. I don't got... Oh, y'all so lucky. I'm going to get Musa Bey for y'all, though. Let's keep him up there. Let's get back to the Blue Bible. So these dark-skinned, melanated, whatever people, these are the original Turks. Like Elijah Muhammad told y'all, like Noble Dr. Ali told y'all, like Duse Muhammad Ali showed y'all, and like Crip Jesus today is going to prove to y'all. It don't matter if you got a blue rag, black rag, red rag, if you don't mess with none of that, if you hate gangbangers, any of that, whatever. We can all unite on this. Almost none of us understood that this whole time, it wasn't about religion. It was about government. It was about knowing that there was an entire empire that stretched around the whole world that this whole time was on our side. These names, Bay and Ali, it ain't about having them names you can put on a red fez hat and go hang out with some dudes at the temple. These are legal stances. These are real things. And it's not just about, you know, I know this or I'm rebellious or I use this law or any of that. It's about our children, really. So our children can grow up seeing those type of pictures and knowing these type of things, understand that they can do, be anything, that they can tap in, make a phone call anywhere in the world. Let's go to page 109 where this is broken down. Now, in that picture, that picture is very important because in that picture, it shows you that Europe, the Levant, which is the crescent, the Middle East right there, in Africa, it's the same thing. It's all the Mediterranean. It's just different groups of people splitting it up. That's what they want you to believe. But if you really pay attention, Southern Europe, Northern Africa, 
and the Levant was all quote unquote Moors, quote unquote, all the Moors that were warriors, Turks. This is the area right there. And they look just like that brother or just like my brother. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to play with y'all. Let me show y'all the brother Black Musa. I think if y'all see this Turk, y'all going to really be like, whoa, okay. He ain't lying. Let me share the screen for y'all. Oh, it gets real. Crib Jesus, the blue Bible, the true Bible. Tap in, get your copy, man. It's more mysteries to be revealed. History is his story. Mystery is my story. Okay. And with that being said, oh, you gotta, you gotta do it. I shared the screen. Can you hear me, Inky? Yeah. But while he does that, let me read this to y'all. Page 109, the blue Bible. Holidays are the most dangerous elements in religion. Just how we talk about with the turkey, how the guys run around chopping our ancestors' necks. Go keep them big while I read. The one named Santa Claus, Bruh. great Moor named Saint <laughs> Nicholas or Saint Nicholas. Now, he was a Coptic, y'all. He was from the ancient group. So before the Christians was Coptics, before the Muslims, we was already Sufis. See how I'm giving y'all the real names, the real, the real, the real breakdown. This is what's really going on. These are all groups. The 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 the, the Illuminati, what we call the Illuminati, is a consolidation of secret societies. And they all have the same goal. Erase the gods and replace the gods. Now, holidays are the most dangerous elements in religion. The one named Santa Claus was a great Moor named St. Nicholas. He was not of the people of Adam. He was an Anatolian. The ancient Turks who forced the people of Adam into the Caucasus Mountains. So these Anatolian people have been right there in that area for years, having sex, mixing in, but also some of them not having sex, not mixing in and protecting and carrying around them swords and chopping the heads of the people there and forcing that Sharia law on them. This is real. And these are the same people that helped create Christianity and that the, uh, the Constantine and them took and used their science to build what they had. So you see Black Musa up there. You see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get back to the presentation. You feel me? So what happens here is when you get into this science and you learn that, okay, there's an ancient, there's an original, there's more to it. Maybe you can really understand why they got us chopping the bird. What is this ritual of chopping this bird? You see, when you understand that we won those wars, then you understand they had a bone to pick with us. Hey, yo, Inky, let me get back up there with the presentation. So, after migrating west by force, page 87 of the Blue Bible, after migrating west by force, we were followed by foreigners looking for gold. There was the gold rush of North Carolina, Georgia, and Alabama. Poor families from everywhere rushed to America thirsty to help the government steal our gold, our names, and our lands. See what I'm saying? So within the turkey comes a bigger mystery. Why do they have you stuff it? Why do they want you to stuff the turk? This is another tradition of theirs. It's called the mummified moor. This is the picture he's trying to show you. Behind all of this is a hidden story of them eating our ancestors. So they put the turkey there. They put the mummy there. Tell you a little funny story. They put the jello there. All of these are symbols of eating our people. I tell you no lies. I promise you. It's called taxidermy. Is a way of preparing, stuffing, or mounting an animal for display or study. It usually involves arranging an animal's real skin over a fake body to make the animal look alive. It is a way of preserving the body so that scientists or museum visitors can see what the animal was like when it was alive. Inky! 
They got to see this, man. So this is Angelo Solomon. He was the leader of Freemasonic thought in Europe. He's in the Blue Bible. Matter of fact, let me read to you the part he's in. And before I tell y'all what, what they did to him, that has to do with what we were talking about right here. While Benjamin Banker led Freemasons in North America, a Nigerian named Angelo Solomon had become the father of Masonic thought in Europe. According to his story, these men were slaves all born during slavery time. According to my story, there is no such time as slavery time. There was never a period in time when all black people were slaves or subject to the rule of absolute white power. This is a fantasy of the secret society known as the KKK. They're the ones that create these rituals. They're the ones who were fighting against us in the Crusades. Many of them were sold as slaves in Africa, and then they got shipped over here afterwards because an African slave is any slave in Africa. The first African slaves were the people where the word came from, the Slavic, the Slavic, as, is, as revealed in the Blue Bible. Let's go to page 110. During the Holy Crusades, Yaqub al-Mansur kidnapped thousands of Christian took thousands of Christian captives that he sold to Africa. From Africa, they were sold as slaves until given the name Free White by the Freemasons in 1790 Rule of Naturalization Act. 1790 Rule of Naturalization Act is when they're offering citizenship to people who can travel here and identify as white from all over the world. They don't care who they were, as long as they weren't us. This was at the time when they were taking a lot of pictures of us and recreating them. It's called the Renaissance era. to the 1700s to the 1800s. You see here Angelo Solomon. He was considered a hero in Europe. He was the leader of Freemasonic thought. They took his body. Stuffed it. Yeah y'all. They stuffed his body. Like an animal. And put it up in the museum. And had it sitting there. As the mummified moor. And then they burnt the museum down. Same thing they did with Benjamin Banneker, who was the one named, remember, let me go back to the Blue Bible. Okay. Because this, this, this gets real deep. So, the U.S. president called George Washington was a student of the Moore named Benjamin Banneker. His tribal name was Big Ben Bay Emmanuel Mu Ali. They burnt his remains down. You can go find some uh, some couple graves. They got a few grave sites they claim is him. But the site where all his belongings and everything was, this was the first man to make a clock here. This was the first man to start our first almanacs. These leaders of the Europeans and the Americans, they burnt their memories. The same thing they're doing with ours. This is why I had to make the Blue Bible. Now you have the Queen of the Moors. This is a paleopathological investigation of a natural mummy from Sicily, Southeastern Sicily. Goes another one. I don't make this up. So what really actually happened was we had to force Lincoln to end these because after the first proclamation in 1789, they just kept doing them over and over and over and over. So as we had our conflicts fighting back, you have these Seminole Wars, Indian Wars, the Gullah Wars. You see all these different flags we had. And as we fought back, they would celebrate every victory they get out of us by taking turkeys and chopping their necks and stuffing them and cooking them and eating us. We're the turkeys that was getting ate. That's the picture that Inky kept trying to show the yard. And we're also the mummies that was getting ate, the mummified Moors, when they were going into Egypt. And they were selling our bodies. They were even taking the bodies that they were kidnapping here and selling them to other parts for organs, for food. This been going on. You feel what I'm saying? This is not a joke. Not so, a joke team. Huh? This is not a joke team. Oh, no, not at all. So that's the big mystery. You know, even when you see practices like them having uh, people, uh, melanated people sitting under them where they put their feet there and absorb 
energy or when they have like sisters uh, breastfeeding the children. This is all about getting the essence of us down to the point of actually eating us. Yes. So the eating of the turkey represents the chopping of our heads like you see uh, when they celebrated after the first Thanksgiving when they had the, the brother's head on the stick. They claimed that his head was on display for 24 years. I forget how to pronounce his name. He's one of the original natives. But this also represents the chopping of the Turks, our people that was here, the wars and the things that they don't talk about, the, the Yamasi. Right? And just to take it a step deeper, put me back on the screen one more time because this is what y'all got to get. Blah, blow this one. Pause. You know, blow this one up. We're about to get take it there. You are on the screen. Huh? You are on the screen. No, I'm saying put the uh, presentation uh, joint oh. up. Yeah. So this is what we have called plus degrees. Me being a 5% of y'all, you know, we study something that's called the 120. It's 120 questions and answers. And it leads you to everything. But then we have something called plus degrees, where it kind of breaks down everything. Now, whether a lot of the guys know it or not, Thanksgiving actually goes to one of the degrees. It's the culture degree, the fourth degree, the one through 14. Why did we run Yakub and his made devil from the rural civilization over the hot desert that we now call uh, hot desert West Asia, as we now call it Europe, you being hillside, rope being the rope used to bind in. What did he take with him? What kind of life did he live? How long before Musa came to teach him the forgotten technology? It's another long answer, but the point is, when you answer this question about these people that were invading in the area known as Mecca or around around the Nile River and the, you know the uh, the Mecca of our people, the center of civilization at that time, they got ran out. Now a lot of these things you can see even in Egyptian history. The timing may not match all the way completely, but the events are there to a T. And what you see is in Elijah Muhammad's teaching, he calls it General Monk Monk. He says General Monk Monk and the Turks marched these people across the hot sands into the Caucasus Mountains. This is what I'm talking about on page 109, the Blue Bible. We go back. When I say, get your copy. Uh, he was not talking about Saint Nicholas. He was not of the people of Adam. He was an Anatolian, the ancient Turks who forced the people of Adam into the Caucasus Mountains. Now I talk about it more than that, but I don't want to spoil it for y'all. Get your copy. I got parts where I break it all the way down. But the point is that this event is supposed to be the event that is emulated in the uh, the rituals of Freemasonry when they put the uh, apron on to cover the genitals and the cable towel and so on and so forth. Now, is this him just reenacting it and re, re you know what I mean, re rebranding it? You know what I'm saying? Then you go to the more science where he says, Thanksgiving for whom? The point is, General Monk is a real thing because the Moabites are the monks. I know when you hear a monk, you think of somebody in China. It's the same way when you hear a Turk, you think of somebody in China. We're here to bring you the truth now. These monks, that's why when you think of the original Moor Muslims, they didn't sit there looking all short with a big old beard. They were usually tall, probably had their head shaved. I know probably they had their head shaved with the kufiyo and all that. These were the monks. And they lived in fortified uh, fortresses. That's just a fancy word for castles. These are the castles that all the Christians invaded and chopped the heads off the man and took over. That was payback for us marching them across out of the Holy Lands time and time again for years like this. Chaining them up and ushering them back to the Caucasus Mountains and then to Europe. Now in the plus degrees, this is explained as General Monk Monk. Now I just explain to you what the word monk comes from. But there's also a man in English history named General Monk, a white dude. So it's a lot of play on words and science here. But there's also an even deeper breakdown. A lot of people don't know where to start the transatlantic slave trade. 
Some people started 1492 with Columbus, which is the Indian slave trade. Some people started in the 1600s. Some people start with Sir John Hawkins. Well, in the nation of God's earth, we're taught to go 379 years ago, starting from 1934, goes back to 1555 with Sir John Hawkins. Not everybody talks about Sir Francis Drake dropping the Turks off over there. And not a lot of people talk about Sir John Locke going and doing his expeditions across the Levant and the Maghreb and West Africa, all the areas of the Moors. And guess where he started at when he was on this mission and on this journey? He started in 1553 in Jerusalem. Jerusalem, y'all. Now, there's a plus degree that talks about this, but I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. There's a plus degree that talks about, you know what I mean, them going into Jerusalem and kidnapping our people. This is the same ships that he took uh, to go down to Guinea and all that. So you got to understand, there's a lot of missing years. There's a lot of missing things from this story. Now, over the years after Monk Monk, well, General Monk Monk, ran these people into the Cocos Mountains, they stationed themselves around the Anatolia area or the Cochise area. And what they would do was with these scimitar swords, they would chop the heads off of those trying to escape from the mountains before it was time. This was their duty. You know, General Monk didn't live forever, so this actually was passed down as a tradition to his people. Now, with that being said, this is what caused the hatred in the in the in the in the the burning fire within them to have to get back. So when they see the turkey, it reminds them of the Turk. And when they make you cut the turkey up, stuff the turkey, chop it up and eat it, this is to make you reenact their ritual of killing us, chopping us up and eating us. And giving thanks to their God, Thor, on the Thor's day, for giving them the people to eat. This is literal. This is the real meaning behind your Thanksgiving Day massacre given to you by America's greatest, the blue God, the true God, CrypJesus.com. Amen. But I know I'm not as well versed on the eating part. I know you know a little bit more about that. Oh, we going in. Mm -hmm. We're going in. <clears throat> we're going. We're going to go. Uh, we're going. We're going to hit him at four o'clock today. Okay. We might go a little bit earlier, depending on when you um finish up. Oh, that's really all I really wanted to say for this one. <laughs> he said that's you said that like you you ain't really say nothing <laughs> nigga you said a whole bunch of shit today i, I hope mean, everybody got notes before our form Listen, i hope yeah. everybody took notes and uh and if you didn't tap in with me i'll get you your copy of the blue bible and i'll give you some notes you feel what i'm saying like you good <laughs> i just hope you watch and you share this with the family and everybody gets a bar that you know it's a little deeper than y'all think we're not always even just a victim we have a long, rich history. All right. Well, shit. Y'all know what time it is right now. Y'all know what time it is right now. That was my first time walking to the airport as a married woman. I instantly, as I walked, I looked over and I saw it. I saw a lollipop. My first thought was, hmm. <laughs> I just wondered. Then I'm like, wow. I never experienced a lollipop with my husband. If only you could imagine what I want to do to this lollipop. It was so big and had visuals of like candy. What a day. Anyway, so I walked to the candy store. I had to get down on my knees. And I saw a beer remind me of my baby's products. You know, my husband is a 
like a doctor and shit, really good at what he do. And he's about to make me go on a fast in a few days. I'm like, this is probably my only chance to get some goddamn candy. So I walk through and I'm like, man, we're going to our honeymoon in Mississippi, so I know I could get my last piece of candy. And I saw a teddy bear that reminded me of the sea moss jelly bear. And see, I know it was a sign. <laughs> really erotic for me because I'm infatuated with health and I married a doctor. And I'm in a, going on my honeymoon, and I get to get candy as props, because I really like sucking on candy, and it's my honeymoon, so it's going to be a lot of licking, and I knew I needed a lollipop, and I knew it was my last days to... Faith and love, yeah, love yeah, and Period. You just got to have the nutrients. So are you going to pay $1,000 to have this nutrient profile circulating in your blood? Or are you going to pay $65?